0: never going to understand how critical this particular time in history is. We have $7.7 trillion worth of economic events that are going to hit America in the gut.
1: This is An Economy of One with Gary Rathbun, President and CEO of Private Wealth Consultants, the the free market voice of the U.S., enhancing and protecting private wealth. Gary Rathbun has over 30 years of experience in making the best choices for you to keep more of what you earn. It's life, liberty, and the pursuit of self-reliance. An Economy of One with Gary Rathbun.
2: Greetings and welcome again to An Economy of One. You know, we're 18 months out. 18 months out from the next presidential election not everybody that we think is going to declare their candidacy has declared yet and I'm starting to see a theme starting to see a theme that eh, I, I like I certainly don't hate it and that is reduction of taxes you remember when Ted Cruz announced uh, he talked about abolishing the IRS well, just this last week now, Ben Carson, Dr. Ben Carson came out and he's talking about a flat tax proposal. Chris Christie made a speech at, uh, at a university in Manchester, New Hampshire this week. He talked about a flat tax. You start looking at the history of, of what most of the likely candidates have talked about in the past. And just about every one of them are talking about a flatter, simpler tax system and an IRS that has a lot less power. And I think the time is right. Let's take a look at what's happened over the last year with the testimony of Lois Lerner before Congress about... Singling out conservative or Tea Party groups and making them jump through all kinds of hoops to get nonprofit status or tax favorable status. Uh, look at some of the civil asset forfeitures we've been reading about that the IRS is is freezing and confiscating large amounts of money from ordinary citizens that do a lot of business in cash carry out stores, retail stores that kind of thing. they've done it for years and years and years have a long history of cash deposits and yet they're being accused of structured deposits and counts being frozen I think we've reached the point of IRS fatigue. I think we've reached maybe that tipping point where it's going to be a major, talking point in the next presidential election. I mean, we're starting off all early. Dr. Carson coming out, and, and I like some of Carson's statements about that because he attacks the the narrative of poor people not being able to pay taxes or not wanting to pay taxes. He calls that very condescending, quote-unquote. He said I can tell you that poor people have pride too. And you know what he's he's right. We tend to to group some of the poor people, some of the entitlement people into the category of all poor people. We we see on TV, we see in the media oftentimes people just Oh, protesting and 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 rioting almost to the to get their entitlements to to get what they think they have coming and really there's probably a much much larger sect uh uh, sector of the the people in that income category that want to be part of of uh the tax paying the supporting of the nation be part of that team also so i i think i think we're getting to a tipping point chris christie comes out and talks about a very simplified uh tax system where it take 15 minutes to do your taxes 15 minutes now he did use the f word and i gotta warn you if you have children listening put your hands over the ears He did use the word fair and uh, we have decided that that's a a four-letter f-word that we're we're gonna point out every time we see it but uh, it's a step in the right direction he he wants to create essentially two or three tax brackets whereas uh, dr. Carson is one tax bracket it's a flat rate all the way across the board now Dr. Carson eliminating all deductions. It's your income, flat rate, you're done. Chris Christie wants to keep a few deductions like home mortgage interest, charitable deductions, that kind of stuff. But once again, we're seeing the theme. We're seeing the theme. Now, why I think we're seeing the theme is President Obama came out this week with the opposite of that theme. It wasn't a more level, uh, a more reasonable tax structure. It wasn't an elimination of the IRS. It's just the opposite. He wants to tax the wealthy more. And once again, he used the four letter F word that it's only fair to tax society's lottery winners if we can't ask from society's lottery winners to just make that modest investment then really this conversation is for show. now do you think you're a lottery winner do you feel that because you make a certain amount of income that you won the lottery I gotta tell you if I won the lottery, I wouldn't be getting up at four thirty five o'clock every morning, going to the office, doing work, getting home at eight thirty nine nine thirty every night, and doing it again the next day. I think if I was a lottery winner, I think I'd get up at uh you know nine in the morning, um have a little breakfast, take a nap. I don't see me. <laughs> putting in 15, 16-hour days as a lottery winner, do you? Now, the trouble is, the the people who critique flat taxes or a flatter rate is making one very, very wrong assumption. And that assumption is that we leave government spending the same. Every critique I've seen of lowering the tax rate, uh, a flat tax, a levelized tax, a consumption tax, uh, essentially a national sales tax, that kind of stuff, all says, well, it wouldn't take in enough money for the government. It wouldn't take enough money in for the government. Well, two points on that. One, we're not taking enough money in for the government now, or we wouldn't be running deficits every year. Right? Right? Two... Two-thirds, two-thirds of the government's budget goes to entitlements. It goes to welfare, food stamps, uh, Medicaid, all this kind of stuff. We've got departments that are so obsolete that nobody knows what they do anymore but it's inertia. We we've always had these departments and we still have them and we're funding them and uh we're keeping them. Can we get rid of government waste? Yes, but it's painful and somebody's got to take the leadership role and do it. So, the flat tax discussion that is manifesting itself in the presidential campaigns has to be accompanied by cutting spending. We got to get rid of deficits and run surpluses on the federal level. We can't be spending the same that we're spending now, regardless of going flat tax or leaving the tax code the same. We got to cut spending and we got to cut that waste and we got to do it sooner rather than later up next i rarely do this but it might be time this might be time to dump the facebook stock not saying do it i'm saying we're going to talk about it and maybe it's
1: something to think about it's an economy of one with gary rathbun Now, back to An Economy of One with Gary Rathbun. You know, I rarely do
2: this, but uh, like I said before, might be time to reevaluate your Facebook stock holdings. Now, I'm not a Facebook uh, stockholder. I don't own any of the stock, and partly because I'm not quite sure how they make money. I mean, uh, I, I just... Uh, not quite sure of that, but Facebook came out this week, and they want to require all of their vendors, that means people who do work for Facebook or provide product or services to Facebook, they want to require them to pay their workers 15 bucks an hour. Notice how fast we went from President Obama's $10.10 an hour to 15 bucks. Everybody's at 15 bucks now. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about McDonald's going to 15 bucks. So now Facebook wants anybody who provides services to Facebook to pay all their workers $15, give them at least 15 paid days off annually, and... uh, pay parents, new parents, a $4,000 bonus if they don't get paid parental leave. Wow. Now, Facebook, this is a common thing that happens and and why I say you want to watch the stock. Facebook is making an assumption that has hurt a lot of public companies in the past. They're making an assumption that no matter what they do, they will continue on the path they're on. They're making a an assumption that people won't change their behavior due to this. They know that it's going to raise costs. But Facebook came out and says, yeah, well, I know, we know costs are going to go up, but we think the extra expense is worth bearing. Now, what's happening here is Facebook is looking more from a social standpoint than they are from a stockholder standpoint. What's the purpose of a public corporation? To make a profit, add value to the stockholders. They're trying to force their vendors, people who provide services to them, to adhere to their social agenda. Now, I got no problem with Facebook having a social agenda. Do whatever you want. Just understand, as a stockholder, I'm going to do what I want. So we're starting to see this. You're starting to see 15 bucks all over, but now we've added benefits to it. Sick leave, vacation, $4,000 bonus for for a new parent. Um Wow. Uh, this is going to be an interesting thing to follow, and we'll see if it affects the the stockholder value and the stockholder attitude, if you will. Very interesting that Facebook would come out and do that. Now, big corporations have demanded things from the vendors uh, forever. But it's more for profitability than it is a social agenda walmart demands a lot from its its vendors it, it will demand price cuts and shipping cuts and all kinds of stuff but it's profitability it's value to their stockholders uh, that they're concerned about earlier this week i had a chance to speak with uh, john whitehead I don't know if you're familiar with John Whitehead or not, but John wrote the book, A Government of Wolves. And he has a new book out called Battlefield America. And John is a constitutional attorney. And he started an organization called the Rutherford Institute. It's at rutherford.org. We have it on our website. But uh, he spends a lot of time talking about the militarization of our police talking about our private security and I think it's it's uh probably one of the most important aspects of our lives today with the Patriot Act coming up for renewal at the end of the month and specifically section 215 which is one of the more intrusive aspects of the Patriot Act in fact uh, you know, we talked about this last week, and I encourage you to to contact your representatives and, and your senators to talk about this. They're calling it the U.S. Freedom Act, and it's a renewal of these um, uh, intrusions into our lives and violations of the Constitution, specifically the Fourth Amendment. But this new book, he talks about all the stuff that that is coming out that we, uh, we we haven't heard anywhere else. Do you know the NSA? has new software that Takes all the verbal information they have meaning our phone calls and Transcribes that into words and then they have word recognition software so they you, you talk about the volume of of information And data the NSA is taking in. You think, well, there's no way they'll get to me. There's too much out there. They're programming the computers. Computers are taking your phone calls, transcribing them into words, and then the software looks for certain words. Now, I don't know what those words are. I can guess what those words are. But I got to spend about a half hour... With John talking about these issues and that podcast is up on our website so if you go to our website and economyofone.com or our facebook page and economy of one you'll be able to listen to my entire interview with John Whitehead terrific terrific guy don't listen to the interview or read his book before you go to bed That is just a a little warning. Uh, It'll keep you up at night. It's very, very frightening. But it's also very comforting to know that there's someone like John out there watching our back, especially when there are senators right now, specifically Republican Senator Bob Corker. He's from Tennessee that wants to increase the surveillance. He wants to ramp it up and have more surveillance in your life. Unbelievable. Unbelievable in this day and age. Coming up next, Dr. Ron Paul is going to be joining me. We're going to talk a little bit more about the Patriot Act and auditing the Federal Reserve, one of my favorite subjects. Dr. Ron Paul, coming up next. Gary Raspin. An Economy of
1: One. Now back to An Economy of One with Gary Rathbun. My guest
2: right now is Dr. Ron Paul, considered by many as America's leading voice for liberty, prosperity, and peace. As a former member of the U.S. House of Representatives and three-time presidential candidate, Dr. Paul tirelessly works for limited constitutional government, low taxes, free markets, and a return to sound monetary policies. During his tenure in Congress, Ron Paul never voted for legislation unless the proposed measure was expressly authorized by the constitution dr paul welcome back to an economy of one
0: thank you gary good to be with you
2: i appreciate you taking the time for us uh wanted to touch on a couple of things uh real quick coming up in a couple of weeks uh toward the end of may is a renewal of the patriot act i guess they're calling it the u.s freedom act now (laughs) is uh that kind of a contradiction of terms coming out of out of uh, Congress or or uh, what here?
0: Yeah, it's pretty typical how they name bills. You know, they call it the Patriot Patriot Act, and it was not very patriotic. Now, this is the Freedom Act, which uh, they they pretend or think that reforms will help soften the uh, blow on the American people by the Patriot Act, but it's neither one. It's, uh, it, it's likely to keep things as is or make things worse, uh, but it certainly isn't a, a true uh, freedom act. Uh, and uh, it started off that way, that there were going to be some real, real serious changes and let some of this stuff expire. But uh, mm-hmm. the establishment took over in both parties, and it looks like it's going to go through. My prediction is, is that they will not soften the Patriot Act in any manner.
2: You know, I I did read, I think it was the last week or so, uh, somebody in Congress saying, oh, this relaxes the uh, government's ability to listen in on your phone calls and and record them and and archive them, that kind of stuff. Um, That kind of disappeared real quick
0: yes uh, because uh the, the some wanted to do that and that certainly would've been an improvement but uh what the act does is uh no the NSA is technically not collecting all all these all these recordings but they're going to have the phone companies do it and yes. the government's going to have access to them when they want which means anytime all the time uh, right. it's it's just uh it's just a facade on what they're actually doing but uh it, what what is dangerous about this it makes Makes the phone companies and some of these uh, internet companies just part of the uh, government and the combination of big business and and big government. I think is a very dangerous trend.
2: Yeah. Now, is you know, without sounding too conspiratorial, is is this net neutrality on the the internet also part of the overall government's government surveillance plan, control plan of the information for us?
0: Well, yeah, I think so. Uh, I don't know exactly the details on how that works you know uh, technologically but uh anytime they the two parties get together and seem to think that they're going to take care of the people you're going to make the pretty <laughs> safe assumption that is to help them and not us and i think uh, uh that's what they're trying to do
2: now is there any evidence any evidence with patriot act's been around for 10 11 years is there any evidence that this is done anything for us from uh, from protecting us from terrorists or any bad guys or any of that kind of stuff
0: no i don't think they have any actual evidence and i think they claim 50 times that they did actually uh use it uh but then when they re-examined it found out uh that that it never did and uh you know there was even the claim that uh that they were technically legal because the Patriot Act allowed all this snooping and recording, which uh, an act can't repeal the Constitution. But even that now, yesterday it was ruled by a judge that uh, the Patriot Act actually didn't give that authority. So it was always a stretch. And sometimes what is written these laws passed. they... They do what they want anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, the Patriot Act was actually written a long time before 9-11, and they were just looking and waiting for an opportunity. And that's what it provided, because there's always people in big government, and they include a lot of conservatives and a lot of liberals. They, they like government management, mm-hmm. and uh, so, so they would have these things lined up, and they wait for an opportune time. Uh, But uh, technically, uh, according to the ruling yesterday, is the Patriot Act never even pretended to give this type of authority, but uh, that's the way they interpreted it.
2: You know, we spend a lot of time on the show talking about Fourth Amendment rights and and Fifth Amendment rights, and and there's been a lot brought to light lately on civil asset forfeiture. And I I, I, I just see this as all part of a multi- multi prong approach to taking away a little bit more of our liberty every single day. And uh I I just I I, I'm just at a loss almost.
0: Yeah, and this is absolutely bizarre that people tolerate this and it's usually done under the drug laws or the IRS laws. Mm -hmm. Uh you're never charged, they just come in and they take and then you have to prove it's yours and maybe get it back, but you never do. But the other day there was a case where uh, a youngster inadvertently, I guess, uh, told some uh, somebody in a classroom or the teacher in the classroom that uh, his mother used marijuana. And a uh, very short time after that, uh, you know, the child was taken from them. So not only is it asset forfeiture when there's a hint of of breaking some law that shouldn't right. even exist, now they're forfeiting our children. They, they assume that they have a right to do this. No hearings, no charges, no abuse, but they just come in and say, uh-oh, we heard you might be smoking marijuana, so the children <laughs> have to go.
2: My and knowing children, uh, as we do, uh he might have just been bragging to his friends with nothing behind it. You know? Yeah,
0: that's probably the case many times. But then again, even if it is true, I'd like to see uh, you know due process. Right, I mean, right. whether it's your car, or your truck, uh, because somebody happens to be in it and they had marijuana, you do, you deserve your rights, and uh, certainly parents deserve the rights. And if if it gets confusing, sometimes when parents are very very. Abusive. I, I think there's a time when people have to intercede, right. but the whole the, the whole thing is is you always if it's confusing you always, always err on the side of liberty rather than on the side of the strong arm of government.
2: Yeah, I'm honored to have with me now Dr. Ron Paul, known by many as America's leading voice for liberty and prosperity, former congressman, three-time presidential kind candidate. I want to switch gears a little bit. One of the things that I consider you the The champion for and that's auditing the fed and and possibly eliminating the the federal reserve um you know the the audit the fed when the new congress was seated that that was kind of talked about and i haven't haven't heard much about it lately is 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 the fed are we going to be able to audit the fed and 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 see what's behind the curtain or they they kind of killing that
0: well, they, they they won't let it pass. Uh, I think the fact that it has been in the news and we've had votes in the House and we can pass it in the House, uh, the Senate is not likely to pass it. The president is likely to veto it. But, uh, you know, our Campaign for Liberty spends a lot of time on this. I still think it's worth, worth the effort because if you go back, uh, you know, five or ten years ago, uh, especially before the uh, recession hit, um, no, Nobody really cared. But now I think a lot of people have awakened. Uh, there's talk shows like yours that informs people that this is something serious. It used to, People's eyes would glaze over if you talk about the Federal Reserve. Right. But when the bailouts came and all of this, people are concerned. So I don't think we're going to get a true audit. We actually got more information by some of the bills that we passed after, uh, after the crisis hit. But a true audit is not going to occur, but I think everybody has to know what they're doing because I, I think before we get to audit the Fed and then then get take away its powers or get rid of it, I think – the system will collapse on itself because it's an unmanageable system and i think we're approaching that quickly where the only thing they know how to do is to print money and then Mm -hmm. if it doesn't seem to be going well regulate and they think they're gonna have a smooth economy and i think these last five to ten years has proven that they have no control over this. And then uh, then we better be prepared either to formally have a new system or to survive with a different system because I think there will be a eject- rejection of all paper money.
2: Now, you know, that leads me to, to two questions. One, the the dollar <clears throat> maintaining its status as the world's reserve currency. I mean, is is a lot of the Fed's actions putting that in jeopardy?
0: Eventually it will, uh, but because we're still the wealthiest and we still have a military and people are intimidated and we can put sanctions on the world and we can cut off credit and these sorts of things, Mm -hmm. uh, people still want to use the dollar, but less so every day. I think the... Uh, the Asians, who are right now trying to place, replace the IMF and have their own system mm-hmm. uh, is uh, is a very serious uh, operation and I think the, i don 't think the dollar tomorrow you 're not going to wake up no dollar 's gone, and there 's another reserve currency, but there 'll right. be a transition. I think there 's a little bit of that right now. If you look at the uh, purchase of our debt over the last two years it 's very, very flat. this is by foreigners, mm-hmm. so they 're not dumping. Uh, some, uh, like China, is not buying as much and maybe getting rid of a little bit. But there's there's definitely not the the use of it as there used to be. And uh, it'll shift back and forth like right now. Just recently the dollar had shot up tremendously now right. it's backing off and people say hey well maybe we'll speculate and buy euros well who who would want to <laughs> use euros to uh, uh save their financial health <laughs> that's right so uh that will but the traders will do that they'll shift them back and forth and uh, but eventually right now we see interest rates creeping up mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. but the fed eventually lose control of that they'll lose control of price inflation and we'll see that. We'll see interest rates going up. And uh, then I think the ball game will be over because the economy will be weak. And uh, then printing money will just uh, be uh, a signal that uh, things are worse off rather than say, oh, they're printing money. The stock market can go up and everything's right. going to be okay. <laughs> but I, They're, they're going to uh, run out of the short-term benefits from that.
2: Now, one of the things that I found disturbing in the last oh, probably three or four weeks, I've read several articles, several uh, prominent economists and and pundits talking about eliminating cash in this country, and you know that kind of disturbs me for two reasons. One, cash, you know, allows some private transactions. Not that I want to do anything illegal, but some things I like to keep private. And two, the economic side, uh, they indicated that this would allow the the country or the Fed Reserve or the Treasury or whoever. To essentially have negative interest rates without uh, consequences, I guess. Right now, if we have negative interest rates, I can just go to cash and stuff it my mattress.
0: Yeah, yeah um, and I think that's why more people will resort to cash, and they want to stop that because uh, they want to they want to know what what we're doing uh, all the time. Uh, yeah. But but the. Uh, the cash – the amount of cash going into circulation is tremendous, uh, increases all the time, so people are using it. They're going to have trouble. But isn't it ironic that the Constitution says only gold and silver can be legal tender? Right, right. And then we, we ignore that, and we say, you know, Federal Reserve notes is legal tender for all debts, private and uh, and public – and then you turn around and try to pay your taxes with currency you know right. uh, the, the, uh, the, the so called government currency you 're not allowed and now they won 't even let you let you use cash i mean the banks are the banks right. are part of the government, so they 'll go along with this too and everybody 's conditioned you know to use credit cards and uh, it 's to, to me amazing how fast these transactions occur with, with credit cards.
2: Oh, yeah. And uh,
0: yet uh, the government knows every single thing we do.
2: Yeah, I mean, you, you know, I've seen people, I don't have a debit card, but I've seen people pull up their account on their cell phone, make a debit purchase, and three seconds later it shows up in their account. Yeah. I mean, it's absolutely incredible. Well, uh, you know, i got about a minute left with you. Uh, I was Just looking on your website this morning, and – uh, you're starting a new venture called the Ron Paul Liberty Report. Can you tell me a little yes, bit about that?
0: Yes, you know, I've had uh, I've had an internet channel for almost two years now, and it's going mm-hmm. well. But but it was uh, you, you know produced from a, a group in California, and I'm not associated with that group. It was called V O L Voices of Liberty. So I'm doing going on my own from Texas. I have more control of it. I wanted to get rid of the daily fees on some of it. I wanted people to get it, be able to download it, and spread the message. Mm-hmm. And uh, but the theme is always the same for me, and that is spreading the message of liberty. And uh, this uh, so far is going well, and I hope people will tune in. Excellent report.
2: <laughs> Excellent. We're going to put it on our website, and of course we'll bring it up on our on our uh, show quite often. I, I try to read everything you write and and look at your videos and even your past speeches on YouTube, that kind of stuff. Um, I really appreciate the work you do, and, and I know America needs a voice like you for uh, protecting our liberty and putting that, that information out, and uh, really appreciate your time this morning. I'm glad we were able to, to chat for a few minutes again.
0: Thank you, Gary. Good to be with you.
2: Ron, I really appreciate your time this morning. I look forward to uh, chatting with you again. been speaking with Dr. Ron Paul. He's a uh, former congressman, former three-time uh, candidate for president. And uh, his website, his organization is called Campaign for Liberty and just launched new venture, the Ron Paul Liberty Report. It's a free video service. We'll have all that up on our website so everybody can uh, tap into it. We've been speaking with Ron Paul. Coming up next, free money you're missing out on and the introduction to the Rathbun plan for paying off the national debt. Gary
1: Rathbun, an economy of one. Now, back to an economy of one with Gary Rathbun. Well, you may be you may be part of the
2: 25% of workers out there that are missing out on free money. Now, the you, you, you've listened to me a long time. You know I'm not one to get in line for handouts. Okay, I'm not interested in entitlements. I'm not interested in not earning every penny that I get. However, recent research indicates that many employees are missing out on free money. Now, the free money is your employer's match in your 401K. Most 401Ks, virtually all of them, 80-some percent of them, have some type of employer match, meaning you put in a dollar, the employer puts in a dollar. Generally speaking, this is a dollar-for-dollar dollar match up to anywhere from 3 to 6 or 7%. What the research shows is one out of four, roughly 25%, of employees don't put enough money into their 401k to get the employer match. You're leaving money on the table. Now, I understand economics. I understand cash flow. Understand that in your individual life and how things might be tight But let me help you Free money is free money. You're working for it. It's part of your compensation and You're missing out Now what you need to do what I encourage everyone to do is at least Put the amount in that you have to to get the full match if you cannot do that put in everything you can And every time you get a raise, take anywhere from 25% to 50% of your raise and put it in your 401k. Eventually, you'll reach up the point where you're getting the full match and getting the full benefit of your employer's contribution. Now, it's very, very important that you do this. The younger you are, the more likely Social Security be, will be less significant in your life. So take the money off the table. It's free. All you got to do is put some money in your retirement plan and get the match. Now, I want to introduce the Rathman plan in the minute we have left. Rathman plan, you know, a report came out this week that federal regulations cost the United States economy just under $2 trillion a year for compliance. $2 trillion a year from individuals and business owners to keep up with all the regulations coming out of Washington. $2 trillion a year. So here's the Rathbun plan. I want you to buy into this. I think it's important. I say we suspend all federal regulations for 10 years. Take that $2 trillion each year put it on the national debt, what do you say? Federal regulations costing us two trillion a year. I'm already paying it, I'm used to it, let's take all that money and put it on the national debt. Realistic? Absolutely not. But it's an interesting thought to think about what government costs us. That's a third of the entire federal budget is wasted in complying with regulation it's over fifteen thousand dollars per household per year that's a lot of money now maybe we don't use it to pay off the debt that's just my fantasy maybe we use it to stimulate the economy take half of it and stimulate the economy be an incredible incredible jump to this country 1.88 trillion dollars a year in 2014 went to the cost of complying with federal regulations i think we ought to suspend it pay down the national debt what do you think let me know i'm gary rathman i want you to be an individual be self-reliant be
1: an economy of one we'll see you next time the views expressed on this program do not necessarily reflect the views of this station Listeners should consult their own financial advisors or conduct their own due diligence before making any financial decisions. Private Wealth Consultants is an SEC-registered investment advisor.